0: Hey, good morning. Welcome to Mariner's Church. Thank you for being part of today. I'm Paul, one of the pastors, and this was just a reminder about our Christmas Eve services. Hopefully it won't let you down. I hope uh, tomorrow evening and afternoon as we run services um, all throughout the afternoon and evening, um, it would just be great for you and the people that you invite. We really encourage you to invite folks. We have some invite cards back there, but just invite them to come, come on out. Um, we have actually, a um, uh, um, some great news, actually. Um, I wrote an email that said there's no room in the parking lot, you know, to stay away from the parking in those spots. We've been able to get permission to park in those spots for Christmas Eve. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, be thankful to God, and, and we've been asking you to just simply pray for those that are kind of... The, you know that work with uh with with that and and they did a great job and even also be thankful to God for for the the property managers that said yeah that would be okay thing to do but just be thankful and so um, it's a terrific thing to do. Now, now while we can now park there, we're going to actually have some spaces reserved for the tenants there because they still want to come and do some work. And so make sure you're respectful of that. And if you see any trash or anything, just pick it up. Just just be really good neighbors for what they're allowing us to do and do that. Tomorrow night um, is, is supposed to be um, rainy and stormy and windy. And so what we're inviting you to do is even though we still have those spots, if you can park off-site, um, that would be great because then we can leave actually the very best spots for those that are not regular attenders to Mariners Church. Our guests, they will be our guests, and so give them good spots. And so, if you don't mind walking a little bit in the rain and the wind and the cold and all that kind of stuff, um, it would be a good thing to do. So, if you do that, that would be that would be terrific. Um, um, so, we'll be seeing you tomorrow tomorrow afternoon, tomorrow evening for Christmas Eve. We had our first, as, as a church family, first ever, first ever I've experienced as well, um, Posada. We had a Posada here. If you don't know what a Posada is, it is um, um, a, a Mexican celebration of, of Christmas, and it's a reenactment of Mary and Joseph trying to find a place to stay in Bethlehem, and and we gathered here, and it's, it's children, and, and, and there was Mary and Joseph, and, 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 and they, they actually walked some neighborhoods, and knocked on doors, and and the the host of the the house is actually coached to to open up, and, and there's a song that's sung in Spanish and then in English. And then the host says, I'm sorry, you, you know, there's no room here. You know, there's no room here. And then you go to the next one. Um, and then and then eventually you, you end up back at the church. And in the church we had this place decorated like Bethlehem. It was really cool. I mean, really cool. They were little, like, like shops where you could do some shopping. And there was a census taker. And there were little things that you could do for the kids. The kids had a great time. And then you could go see Mary and Joseph. And they gave birth to the baby. Um, so it was really cool. Next year you should help out. I mean, it's just it's just fun to, fun to see. And we could... Um, use your help on that one. But um, one of the kids, is, is we knocked on one of the doors, you know, and the, the owner of the house said, um, I'm sorry, there's just, there's just no room here. One of the kids just said, we're done here. <laughs> you know, Walked <laughs> <Locked> out. <down>, so <laughs> no, that, was, that, that was it. Hey, um, we're talking about um, the mess of Christmas. And today I want to spend a few minutes talking about how Christmas is for messy people. Christmas is for messy people um, like you and, 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 and like me as well. So uh, let's take a second and, and pray. Thank you, God. We have a chance to um, not just simply listen to what happened a long time ago, but to experience the reality and presence of you. And I pray that would come out today. Give me the right words in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you. Here we go. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. Totally familiar. You're familiar with that verse, Um, and it begins to conjure up the whole... Christmas scenario with the shepherds when I was a kid we 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 went to a church where on Christmas Eve there was a, like a like a like a nativity thing that they do on stage and it was it was put on by the kids okay and 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 then they wanted us kids to act and be the main characters Mary and Joseph and then there was the angel and the three wise men, and then there were the rest would be the shepherds, you know, anybody else that wasn't picked for that. Now, no guy wanted to be Joseph. No guy wanted to be Joseph when we were little kids, because you had to walk with a girl. You know, you had to be married. Now, when Connie Smith got into junior high, and we were junior hires, everyone wanted to be Joseph at that point in time. <laughs> But that's another story. And the the wise men, you didn't want to be a wise man because they had to to dress up really nice and they had to be all noble, you know, and walk down real respectful. The shepherds were the cool people, you know. The shepherds were were good because you could carry these big long sticks and you could be loud and and you could be rowdy. Shepherds in, in those days in Bethlehem days um, were not the cool people um, they were not the people you would want to be uh, whatsoever they were um, they were nasty and had a really nasty reputation. Shepherds were people people that couldn't find jobs doing anything else mostly they were alcoholics a lot of times they were criminals hanging out hiding out from the law they were people that were unemployable because of their bad behavior and, 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 their, and their reputation. Shepherds couldn't testify in court because they were considered so unreliable. It wasn't the beautiful profession it was during King David's time. It was now just simply for the low and it was considered you didn't want your daughter hanging around a shepherd. okay, you just didn't. It was those kinds those kinds of, of, of guys. They were the lowest class in, in the society was a shepherd. It says, An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were terrified. The angel said to them, Don't be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. Today, in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He's Christ the Lord. And it's just wild to me that those that got the announcement by the angel were not the priests, and were not the pastors, and were not the religious people. People that got the message first were the shepherds, lowest of the low, not people who were scrubbed up and, and ready for church, not really even the normal people. It was, it was the shepherds. It's like God is setting a precedent. Christmas is going to be for messy people. Christmas Eve, we all, um, um, we will open up and, and actually, and we kind of, we dress up a little bit nicer here because, you know, people that are coming from, don't normally come to church here at Mariners. They think it's a little bit more formal, so they dress up and so we'll dress up a little bit nicer. And, and and the kids will always say, oh, how come I gotta wear nice clothes? You know, how come I gotta wear ni- nice clothes? And the answer is always because we're going to church. Well, the opposite is true. It seems to me that God went out of his way to have Jesus... Be born in a place that was pretty plain, you know, pretty plain. You know, say they, they gave birth and, and she laid her baby in a, in a manger, that means it was a, a barn or a cave. Today it would be more like an outbuilding or a shed or a garage because there's no room for them. And so, so that's where Jesus was born. And what's great to me is, is God is saying to us, to me, and to you, look, I'm going to be accessible. You don't have to go into the most holy place now to find me. you don't have to scrub up and have your life absolutely perfectly completely put together in order to find God. I'm completely accessible to everybody from the highest to the lowest you could you can come to everyone and 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 now the story gets all cute and Christmas cardy and all that it says this, so they hurried off and they found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. And we kind of get this picture in our our head on this one. And if you see it, these guys come in, they're, they're, they're stumbling and pushing and shoving, you know, what, what were they, what were they seeing? You know, what were they looking at? They, they came in. Have you ever seen pictures of somebody's newborn baby? You know, they show you a brand newborn baby. Ever, ever, ever see that, you know, And, 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 and you look at it, no baby I've ever seen is all that attractive, you know. No newborn is a, yours was, but no other baby really, really was, you know. Yours was great looking, but yours wasn't. And, and when I see a, a baby, good looking or not, I always I was wonder this, you know, you're looking at this little thing and sometimes let you hold the baby, you know, and, and, and I'm afraid I'm going to break it still, you know, but you're holding this baby. And you, you just think, what in the world is this child going to become, you know? What in the you know, what's their personality going to be like? Because you don't know it yet, you know? Are they going to be introverted and quiet and shy? Are they going to be extroverted and loud and boisterous, you know? Are they going to be really good in the arts? Are they going to be excel really good maybe in math and engineering and all that? Are they going to be brilliant? Are they going to be – are they going to, be, they going to, to, to excel in – sport? what in the world? Because it's all right there, you know, every little thing. And you, I always wonder, what are they going to grow up and be? How – will they change their little world that God has placed them in? In the manger, what were the shepherds seeing? They were looking at a little baby. What were they seeing? I think a couple things they were seeing. One is they were seeing the power of God. I mean, just think, you're looking in a manger, the power of God being shown. God's power that, that just changed natural laws. I mean, think about it. This is what the Bible says, therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign The virgin will be with child and will give birth to a son. You'll call him Emmanuel. We've heard that so much, we don't even think about it anymore. The virgin, virgin, will be with child. Now, how does that work itself out, you know? How in the world does that make sense? Well, God who spoke everything to an existence can certainly speak this into existence. It's God's power to set everything up. 500 years before Jesus was born, this is a prophecy. It says, but you, Bethlehem, though you're small among the clans of Judah, meaning you're just a little tiny town, you know, you're a little suburb, out of you will come for me one who will be ruler over Israel, whose origins are from old, from ancient times. Mary and Joseph didn't live in Bethlehem. They lived, they lived, they lived in Nazareth, about 70 miles away. I mean, that's, that's where they were born and raised and were going to grow up. Is that a problem for God, to bring him down to Bethlehem? No he just made Caesar, who was a few thousand miles away, decide to say, you know, Census time and and that made them leave and they had to go back to the home front, and Joseph had to go to Bethlehem, his, his his family ancestry place, and take Mary with him. And and boom, they're they're in Bethlehem. Another ancient prophecy said, But he will be called a Nazarene. Well he was born in Bethlehem, but yet they were from where? They were from Nazareth, and so they went back. It's the power to set everything up. They also saw the plan of God, and to me this is just so so awesome because the plan of God is just now kind of working itself itself all out. To the shepherds it says this, For today in the city of David there has been born for you a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. You look at that word Savior. What's a Savior? I mean, what's a Savior about? I washed dishes in high school. as my my high school job, you know, make a little money and all that. Um, I was a dishwasher. A dishwasher is someone who washes dishes. A savior is someone who what? Saves. What do I need saving from? Save from what? I was at the Safeway parking lot the other day. I saw a van. It was one of those vehicles that has like a 1,000 bumper stickers on the back. You've seen them, you know, just plastered on the back all, all, all around. It's one of those things that you don't park next to. You know, it's like, oh, okay, let's just park in, in another spot. And, and it had all these bumper stickers, you, you know, I believe in Sasquatch, you know, I've been to Area 51, you know, keep Santa Cruz weird, you know, all these kinds of, of <laughs> uh, things like that. And, and one stood out to me. I saw this one, and this one stood out to me, and it said this. I was born right the first time. I was born right the first time. And, and I knew what they were talking about right away. Um, they were making a comment on what Jesus said when Jesus said, you must be what? Born again. You have to be born again. And it refers to a whole new life that has to, has to come. And, and if I was born right the first time, then I have no need to be what? To be born again. If I was born right the first time, I have absolutely no need to be born again. I don't I don't think we were born right the first time. <laughs> I don't. I think Jesus was right. I think I think we're pretty broken. And I think we need to be reborn. I think I'm lost. I think I need saving and therefore I think I need a what? I need a savior. So when the angel said unto you is born a savior the shepherds man they were all over that one. They were completely all over that. And that's, that's the point. I need a Savior. We do a song here. I, I, I love it. And, and one of the phrases is, I am a sinner. If it's not one thing, what? It's another. If it's not one thing, man, it's another. And that's true, boy, it's in our lives, you know? I think you got that one right. If it's not one thing, it's another. If it's not pettiness, it's impatience. If it's not impatience, it's selfishness. If it's not selfishness, it's putting people down. If it's not one thing, it's another. What's wrong with the world? We are. I am. You know, I am. And eight billion times me in this world, and we interact and counter-interact and do all these kinds of things, and we get petty and we get jealous and we get angry and we won't forgive until they make the first move. We take offense too easily. We give in to temptations too easily. Greedy, secure, we'll get petty. We have trouble letting go. Selfishness is huge. It's about me. You know, it's all about me. And we can always try and fix things through the old ways, you know, all the old ways, you know. And we always think, well, what's wrong with this world? What's wrong with this world? If we can just elect this person. If we can elect this person, everything will start to get right. Or if we can just get this policy in place, everything will be fine. Or this political party in place. If, if we can just simply restore this, if we can return to that, or if we can progress to that, then everything will finally start getting better. Has that ever worked? I mean, think about it. Has it ever worked? Are we better now than we were 20 years ago or 50 years ago or 100 years ago or 1,000 years ago or 10,000 years ago? No, we're just, we're just not. The Bible says this, we are constant sinners. How can people like us be saved? We're all infected and pure with sin. The Bible then says this, no one is righteous, not even one. Last summer, I was in Boise, Idaho. Ever been to Boise, Idaho? Ever been, been there? Yeah. I was, I was, I was there, and, and um, I had done some backpacking in the backwoods with my kids, and we were now kind of in, in Boise, just kind of collecting our stuff. And, and and we had some time to kill, and so me and my son, we were walking around downtown Boise. Now, Boise's a, a cool city, and and, and and Boise is the state capital of Idaho. And and in it down, down this big street there there's there is the state capitol right there you see it it's this big you know big building it's impressive like all state capitals are, and I thought that'd be cool let's go let's go check out the state capitol. and and so we got there and no one was around I mean nobody's around there it was really really weird you know everyone you try and go to Sacramento capitol, it's like. Crowded. I guess they don't do very much in Idaho. I don't know, but anyway, there, there, there was, there was nobody there, and so he said, well, let's, let, you know, let's, let's go inside. And so we walked up all these steps, and we got up all these steps, and as as just I was getting ready to open the door, there was a security guard that was there, and he opened it for me, and really nice guy, you know. In fact, I found you just nice, you know. I'm thinking, man a nice guy, and he just said, hey, look, he said, we're we're kind of closed, and 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 I'm just locking up, but but. It'll take me about 10 In fact, I found you just nice. You know, I'm thinking, man, is a nice guy. And he just said, hey, look. He said, we're, we're kind of closed, and, and, and I'm just locking up. But but it'll take me about 10, 15 minutes. If you guys want to come on in and look around, you can. You know? It's like... Really? And I said, man. So we walked in. I said, this is a nice guy. You know, what a nice cause sometimes security guards can be a little grumpy. You know, this guy's nice. Anyway, we walk in and we look around and we're walking there's like these you know, these beautiful staircases and, and he said, make sure you look you look up, you know, underneath the dome. And so we looked up because they have a big dome and we looked up, I think it's called a cupola. We looked up at the cupola and it's really pretty, it's really cool, all these ornate things going around here. We walked around, you know, you know, <coughs> took some pictures and all that kind of stuff, selfies, and then and then as we're getting ready to go out, he opened the door for us. You know, just and he said, Hey, he said, I don't know if you guys know it, but um, that down there down the steps is is a replica of the Liberty Bell. Replica of the original Liberty Bell. There aren't very many of them. He told us a little bit about it, you know, there's not that many casts. This is a replica, just just like it. And I said, Oh, it's really cool. We'll look. He said, Well, you can ring it if you want. It's like, whoa, whoa, yeah. Uh, it's like, you ring the Liberty Bell? He said, yeah, yeah you know, yeah. So, you know, right? so I, you know I, I said to him, I said, man, you want to ring the Liberty Bell? And, and, and he said, nah. I said, how many times are we going to be in Boise, Idaho, and able to ring the Liberty Bell? Are you crazy? You know, this is like a once-in-a-lifetime thing. And, and so i went down and he said hey just make sure that when you ring ring it you don't have to swing it don't don't swing it just kind of take the, the clapper underneath you know and just you know just hit it to the side he said sure, you don't want to get underneath it to you know just kind of do that and this guy was really nice i'm thinking hey thank you so much you know so i get there and i told my said you sure you don't want to do it it's like no nah, I'm, I'm fine dad and it's like Okay, you know, here I go. So, so I go down, I go to this Liberty Bell, and I'm thinking, this is so cool, this big Liberty Bell. So I get down, I get underneath it, and I remember him telling me to get way underneath it like that. And so I, I took the clapper, you know, and I went... Bang! Four minutes later, I regained consciousness. Because <laughs> this thing is just... Bang! In my head. And, and as, as my sight was coming back to me, I saw a really mean security guard doubled over with Laughter. <laughs> The Bible says no one is righteous. (laughs) Not even one. That means I need saving. It means I was not born right. It means I have flaws and you have flaws, and it's a messed up world. And we know it. So the words were today in the town of David, a savior has been born to you. Savior is born because I need what? I need to be saved. John was a disciple of Jesus. Good guy. Um, He was a he was a good guy. Lived a good life. Um, Some Bibles will. He's called Saint John. You know they put the saint in front of him. Um, He wrote this. If we claim we have no sin, we're only fooling ourselves. Not living the truth. I told you I'm not a fan of the film Elf. I don't like that movie. I think something about Will Ferrell in tights. Just oh, I can't handle. I just I just I just I just. Can't handle it. But Will Ferrell was also in another film where where um, he's a race car driver. Um, He's a race car driver, and and whenever he sits down with his family to pray, they're quote quote quote, religious. He was always praying for food for the food. He'd always say, "Dear Lord, baby Jesus, dear Lord, baby Jesus." You know that film? You know that film. "Dear Lord, baby Jesus, dear Lord, baby Jesus." And and finally, his wife, because that's all he keeps saying, "Dear Lord, baby." She says, "His wife says, you know, hey, you know, Jesus did grow up. You don't always have to call him." Lord Baby Jesus. And Pharaoh and says this, well, I like the Christmas Baby Jesus best. You know, I like the Christmas Baby Jesus best. And that's like a lot of people. They like the Christmas Baby Jesus best. In fact, they like Christmas Baby Jesus about, that's about it. But keeping Jesus as Christmas Baby Jesus doesn't help me with the mess I've made of my life or the mess I'm making in my life. Babies grow up, and they should. And Jesus did as well. And when he did, he died on a cross. And that's why this verse says this, he canceled the record of the charges against us and took it away by nailing it to the cross. You ever seen a newborn's hands? God, they're so small, you know? And they try and, you know, they'll wrap their, they'll just naturally have a grasping um, a motion. They'll, they'll, they'll try and put their little hand around your thumb. And it doesn't even go all the way around, you know? And it's like, ah, oh. you look at their little feet, and their little feet are all kind of you know, all, all cupped up, you know, and all that. And you touch them, and they're really sensitive, you know, and those kind of curl up their little toes. Probably drives them nuts, but I do it anyway. So I'll kind, of, kind of curl up, kind of like that, you know, those, those hands of that little baby. Um, were meant to take nails. And those feet were meant to be pierced and nailed to a chunk of wood called a cross. And that tender, soft side would one day end up taking a spear inside for our sins. That's what it's about. He canceled sin against us and took it away by nailing it to a cross, and that's the whole point. I like the word canceled. I like the word canceled. I told you before I, I was once in Israel. Um, I, I, I did a study thing there um, for a few weeks when I was back in seminary. And and, and I, I took a bus. It was like a side trip I did on my own. I took a bus to Bethlehem because um, um, I wanted to see it. and And they they dump you out in Manger Square, okay? If you've ever been there, you know, Manger Square is, is kind of like downtown Disney. Well, not quite so fancy, but it's kind of like downtown Disney. I mean, there's there's lots of shops and stuff around there because they know, like, lots of tourists go there, and so people want to make a little bit of money on it. And so there's, like, one shop here that's got nothing but postcards. And they've got another one here and, and they have Christmas ornaments, you know, all carved out of manger square and they have keychains, and they have leather belts and they have handmade pottery that say manger square Bethlehem. And, and you know, you can get photos taken and yeah, I mean, it, it's just, it's just all this crazy thing. And then you'll see a sign and, 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 and it'll say, it'll say, um, birthplace of Jesus, you know, and this is where they think, cause nobody knows, but they think Jesus was born there. And, and so so you actually have to go down a couple of steps. As you go down a couple of steps, as you go down there, you'll, 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 first of all, you'll, you're going to smack your head against something. Because they built in a lintel that's about like this high. Okay? And if you don't see it, you're going to smack your head on it, which I did. And you smack it. Because the reason is, is they want you to enter into the place where Jesus was born what? Bowing. Bowing, you know. And it's like, uh, okay, fine, you know, if that's what they want me to do, I'll do. So I smacked my head, bowed down, and got inside. And once you once you walk inside, it's 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 a place about uh, maybe the size of half, a third of, of the of this room. And and it's and you notice is it's all decorated with stuff. And it's a hodgepodge decoration. You got like incense sensors hanging here, and you got little candle things hanging here, and you got a candelabra there, and you got tapestry and fabric woven, and it's just all this ornate stuff that's just all over the place. It's pretty gaudy and pretty ugly to me, and I'm, and I'm feeling claustrophobic because there's all kinds of people that are there, you know, and, and, and you're all, all, and I noticed there are all these people that were crowded around to one spot, and so, you know, you just kind of wait your turn and, and move up. This one spot and then in the marble, because it's a marble marble floor, um, there's like like this embedded into the marble, there's like like a star. And the star's about like this big by this big, and there's a hole in the middle of the star, and in the middle of the star there's a candle, and the little candle's just flickering and flickering, 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 going. And and, and there's a sign that says, This is the spot where Jesus was born. The exact spot. And you know, and I'm a little cynical, I'm thinking, how do they even know? You know, I don't even know it's it's there, but Anyway, that's that's in their mind at the exact spot. And somebody had taken a plastic baby doll and actually wrapped it in swaddling clothes and laid it right right next to it. And I'm thinking, Oh great, you know, this just simply adds to the thing. And I didn't get a whole lot out of that and I'm thinking, Okay there's, it's just too much here, you know, the smell, the sight, the sound, you know, it's just too much here. And so, and so I went back out the steps, dupping down this time not to smack my head again, you know. And so I, I got outside, and as I, as I got outside Manger Square, I saw a little sign, a little, like, kind of rusting sign, and, and, and it, it, said, it said shepherd's Field with an arrow pointing that way. And I'm thinking, oh, another attraction, you know, great, you know, maybe there's a ride on that one, you know, who knows? This is kind of pageantry, anyway. So, 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 I I, I started walking, and, and then got down maybe 100 yards, and then I saw the other sign that says Shepherd's Field, and so I turned right and, and walked, and I found myself on an open road with a little sign that says Shepherd's Fields, pointing you know that way. So I so I walk walk maybe half a mile, you know, 10 minutes or so, half a mile, and and then there was just a sign on the side of the road, beat up, and no one was around. It just simply said Shepherd's Field, Shepherd's Fields. And, and 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 I, and I looked out, and just this wide, vast, open area. Now I don't know if this were the shepherd's fields where the angels appeared. I know they appeared somewhere around there. You know, I don't know if this is the exact spot. And 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 as you look back, you can see Bethlehem there. You know, it's a little bit lower with tour buses and people and all this kind of stuff going back and forth and all this kind of pageantry. And up here, you have Jerusalem with its walls and its tour buses and all its people there. But right here, I was in the shepherd's fields all alone, all by myself, in the green fields kind of just all, 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 all spread out, and it's, and it's wide, wide open, and um, I thought somewhere around here is a place where there's a group of shepherds keeping the sheep, watching over their flock by night. Interesting thing about these poor shepherds, they were considered richly unclean. They could not <coughs> go up to the temple and worship. They couldn't because they were dealing with sheep all day long and the mess that sheep make and the sheep when they die so they're ritually unclean. So if they were ever quote invited to church they couldn't come the lower laws against them coming because they were ritually unclean. And what's also ironic about this whole thing is by that time, the sheep in this area were being raised for the temple sacrifice. They were raising the sheep that were used by a temple sacrifice, a sacrifice in which they could not participate because they were too, what, unclean. Here you had men that had no chance in their minds of being saved. And an angel said, for unto you is born this day a, a what? A Savior. And I love this part of the Christmas story. Not because it's all fancy and ornate and churchy. Because it's so simple. Because God entered down in. And you don't come to God through fancy ornate stuff or all dressed up. You come messy. You kind of have to come messy or you're really... Don't come at all. And he comes to us in our messes. Last evening um, I had a tickle in my throat and and, and we had some people, our church said, man, they're, they're just they're great. They have me and they bought me some cough drops. In fact, they bought me three bags of cough drops. I have enough for the next millennium, I think. So anyway, um, but really and so um, I opened a cough drop and, and I pull out and, and and I had the cough drop wrapper in it, and and it's halls. And and I was kind of like, there's words on this thing. I put on my glasses and and I, and I read it, and and they and it's um, their 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 slogan is a pep talk in every drop, you know. And so there's like slogans all over this little thing, and and they're like these words of encouragement to get you going, you know. Um, and so I was reading a couple of them, um, while I was worshiping. I was reading a couple of them, and 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 one of them says, "It's yours for the taking." And I'm not quite sure what that meant. Apart, is it the cough drop is there for the taking? You know, so I put that in my mouth. Another one is, "Get back in there, champ!" You know, get back in there, champ. I guess because they're feeling sick, any need Words or words of encouragement, and and then um, another one says, "You got it in you." You know, you got it in you. And I thought of that one of two ways. If they're saying, "I got it in me." Um, to do it all myself, um, they're sadly mistaken. But they're talking about I've got it, the sin in me. They're right on the mark. I got it in me. I got it in me. I am a sinner. If it's not one thing, it's another. But you're a savior. Sinners need saviors. And to the shepherds and to you and to me, here's the verse. Verse. So now there is no condemnation for those who belong to Christ Jesus. None. There's an old uh, a hymn that uh, we don't sing, Christmas hymn, and um, I found a, a, a phrase of it on the Internet, and I showed Go ahead, if you would. I love it. It's, it's um, the phrase, Christ was born for this. You know, Christ was born for this. Christ was born for this. And as you look at it, you'll see Christmas ornament, but one of them is what? One's broken. Isn't that sum it up? Christ was born for this. Broken for you and for me. Broken. And so this morning, I'd I'd invite you, if you already know your brokenness and you've come to Christ, that in a moment we're going to pray that you would just simply give all the thanks you got maybe you're here this morning and this you're saying is what i'm looking for. Christ was born for this. He was born for that brokenness. I would invite the worship team to come up now and we're going to we're going to pray. And i'm going to invite you to just take a moment to be alone with God, collecting your thoughts and coming before him. If you're here this morning, and you know Christ as your Savior, your Savior, I give incredible thanks. If you're here this morning and, and you're saying, I want Christ as my Savior, I, I, I got it. Something in my heart's tugging to say, Jesus is my way. He is the way for me, my, my only hope. It's just simply surrendering to him and saying, I can't do this on my own. I don't have it in me. I don't. I need you. So come into my heart. Let me experience the reality of you, the reality of your love, the feeling of forgiveness, that Jesus, you didn't stay a baby. You grew up and died on the cross to pay for the stupid things I've done. And because of that, I can stand for you with no condemnation, no guilt, nothing. <laughs> and now you can give thanks. Thanks, Lord. Thank you, Jesus, for what you did. Thank you for being a living hope for us. We praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks, you guys, for being part of today. Um, If you need somebody to pray for you or with you, we have an incredible team of people that meet over there in the prayer room, and they will pray. If you you just simply say, pray for me, I'm not going to tell you the details. Guess what? They'll pray, and they won't pry. They, they will not. We don't want anybody to go through anything alone, so they're there. Um, if you want to just share some stuff, they'd love to, to, to talk to you and hear about it. If you have questions about your life, about your faith, about anything, anybody behind me um, or up here on stage would love to talk to you about it. I know these people, they're, they're great as well. Next steps on how to grow, talk to Pastor Len or myself or whoever else, and that would be great. Tomorrow's Christmas Eve um, day. Um, if you can make it, please come, invite somebody. If you can't, man, have a Merry Christmas. Um, I hope God just fills you and fills you with all that love. What we're going to do is we're going to do a final song, and then afterwards there's going to be time just to greet each other and get to know each other as well. So let's stand and finish um, with a final song. God bless you guys, love you, and Merry Christmas to you.